Low Energy Reimagined Series, bringing diverse perspectives on the intersection between energy, technology, and tangata in Aotearoa. Brought to you by the Energy Academy. This podcast series showcases over 50 esteemed speakers navigating our four big LUMO themes energy and humanity, energy tomorrow, just transition, and energy's future story. Thank you to our partners Orion, Genesis Energy, Ara Ake, Energy Efficiency and Conservation Authority, also known as ECA, Christchurch New Zealand, Ministry of Social Development and Ara Institute of Canterbury. Kia ora koutou and welcome back to the LUMO Energy Reimagined podcast series. Um, my name is uh, Nicholas Matthews. Ko te reina te maunga, ko hoki maa anō te awa, ko ngā toki mate faurua te waka, ko ngā pui nui tonu, ngā te kahanu me uh, ngā te parau, ngā iwi, uh, ko Waimarirangi te marae, uh, ko Nicholas Matthews tō ko ingoa. So uh, my name is Nick Matthews, I work for uh, Maui Studios and I'm here to facilitate some of these uh, podcasts that we've got um, here on the Reimagined uh, series and I am lucky enough to be sitting here today with uh, Hermione McCullum here. Ngāti Tūwhare Toa, Ngāti Maniapoto, Ngāti Raukawa and Ngāti Hāua. Works at Ngāwaiā Te Tuhi, Māori and Indigenous Research Centre. On a whānau-led kaupapa Māori research project which delves into the double power bill inequity plagued by those who live in the king country. The MBIE funded project Heheko or Mangarau Tawhiri. Power sovereignty for a prosperous whānau and hapū which was completed in December 2021 explored the needs for one of the most vulnerable communities and provides insight to solutions that can work for whānau. This in turn has led Hermione to her current masters. How can Matauranga Māori transform the energy industry to support the reclamation of Manamutuhake? Here Hermione is exploring resilient communities that are powered by off-grid renewable technologies. Hermione has also recently completed an international women in climate and energy fellowship with the Energy Lab and will be embarking on the waka as a regenerative practitioner with the Regenesis Institution. Um, and also uh, John Campbell, who is the founder and CEO of um, Our Energy. John leads Our Energy, an energy technology company that proudly stands for a better, fairer, cleaner, and more local energy future. Our Energy all started on a hot summer's day. While out running, John noticed the box of butternut pumpkins being sold at the roadside. On the same stretch of road was a farmhouse and a lifestyle block kitted out with solar panels and a small wind turbine. If a farmer's pumpkins can be sold to a local community, why can't energy? Uh, welcome, welcome Kōrua. Kia ora. Kia ora. Um, today we are here to discuss um, a, a, a question with, with uh, you two, which is uh, who owns energy in a um, democratised world? Before we get into that, I'll let you guys um, introduce yourself. Ladies ladies first. Uh, Kuai O Panuku, Kitamaki Makaido, Kohamini Makam here, Toku Ingwa. Um, so, Kia ora tato. Uh, I, my name is Hermione. I 
am from the big smoke of Taumaranui, um, but currently reside in Tamaki Makaurau in Henderson, out west, so west side, and I've been in Tamaki for about too long now, way to 25 years plus, I think, um, and yeah, really excited to be here. It's This is cool. This is a cool kaupapa, so um, kia ora. It's, it's really good to be here, so kia ora. I'll pass it over to you, John. <coughs> yeah, uh, kia ora, haumani, ngami hi kea koutou, no Whanganui a Tarahau, ko awakairangi toku awa, matairangi toku maunga, ko te kai whakahaere o our energy ahau, and ko John Campbell toku ingoa. Yeah, so I'm, um, you know, from Wellington, born and bred, um, great place, um, you know, wouldn't have it any other way. Grew up on the slopes of uh, Mount Victoria and, you know, views out over the great harbour of Tara here and uh, out to Awakairangi, the Hutt River, as it's known. Um, so, yeah, very much my uh, home here. And uh, in recent times, you know, Hermani and I got to know each other through my involvement with Our Energy, um, which is an energy technology company that I founded. And, yeah, this kaupapa, uh, when... Um, uh, the Lumo team, Energy Academy team, approached me about it to, uh, you know, with Hermione, uh, yeah, really, really challenging uh, question that we're being asked, and yeah, really looking forward to, yeah, chatting through it and seeing where this quarter all goes. Well, uh, kia ora um, mind the pun, but I um, really enjoy the energy between you two as well. So, oh. um, <laughs> already. Uh, so the, the the question at hand is uh, who who owns um, energy in a democratized world um, and what does what does that mean yeah so look I mean Hermione, if you don't mind I'll have a crack first oh here. I'd, I mean, I'd love you to go st- uh, start on this one yeah what okay because it's you know I mean it's a really interesting question yeah I mean it, um, I think we can stay that we start by saying that you know energy is foundational, yeah. It's it's a bit like education and health and those things. It's an essential thing that we need to run our lives, yeah. So this concept of owning that is is quite an interesting one in itself, yeah. Um, but I think in a you know the, the question is asked about in a democratized world and. You know, when it relates to energy, the, the common answer that comes out about that is because of a transition that the world of energy is going through towards being more decentralised and distributed as we get more solar and electric vehicles and batteries and all sorts of other devices um, about the place is this idea that, um, yeah, that, that uh, democratises what's happening uh, on the grid, and therefore, the 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 probably the the popular answer to that question is, well, the people who own those things, they are going to own energy in this democratized world, yeah. And you know, look, that scares the bejesus out of the electricity industry, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, I think they are fronting up, you know, fronting up as an industry to that uh, reality and approaching it openly, uh, more openly than what they once were. Um, but yeah, it's a really um, challenging thing. And, you know, I think 
the other bit I've been reflecting on, Hermione, uh, with this question is, as well, and I think this might, um, interested to hear your thoughts on this, is this idea that, you know, owner, own, owner, ownership and democracy, as they have been practised, uh, they're not valueless things, yeah? They, they are things that we have been born and raised and grown up knowing here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, through a particular frame of reference, yeah? Um, and I think, yeah, Hermione, I'm really interested in, in that, that I think our quarter or here can be actually quite rich, a, a bit richer than what the traditional view of those words or concepts has mean, meant. Mm. And, you know, what ownership of energy and what democracy of energy might look like you know, in a future, you know, Aotearoa, New Zealand. Yeah. Mm, mm. I think just for some context as well, John and I have uh, been meeting fortnightly for the past, where, what are we now? May. Uh, at least five months to talk about this kaupapa. And, you know, at the beginning, when I first heard this this question, this partai, who owns democracy, you know, that part there, I had a very adverse reaction. Uh, those two words. I, I remember, and I remember I, yeah. we had some quite we, yeah, fraught, we rubbed, we right? quite fraught, rub, rubbing like, up oh. against each other conversation. Yeah, and we, like, we, had, we talked through this for at least two months just right? on those two words. And the adverse reaction that came from myself was generated from the word for, for a start. Let's talk about uh, ownership. So from a te ao Māori perspective um, versus the context of this question, this partai, um, you know, completely opposite. Uh, we and then you have like democracy as well, and a, a New Zealand sort of um, Westminster model type, you know, structure and framework and system. When you talk about democracy, it's around majority, right? Everyone can say the majority rules. So from a Te Ao Māori perspective, and and I don't purport to be the Māori that knows everything. But this comes from research and talking to whānau, my own whānau, my own hapu, and doing um, a, some, yeah, really deep work around it. When we talk about, um, when we talk about democratisation, uh, what we've experienced in the past, well, I'm not even going to go back to, you know, 1840, but even if we talk about the... Um, the electricity reforms and what's that, that, what that has done to my own family and my own hapu in the central North Island. You know, so democracy was about taking power away from us and having decisions around, you know, how electricity is doled out, if I can use that phrase. Um, it's like, you know, you now have... Power, power now, was deliberately it's about, taken away absolutely. from the community. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. when we talk about democracy, yep. I, it's not a thing for me, it's not a thing for us. It's a thing that has never worked for, for Māori, it's never worked for minority groups. It's always been about empowering not Māori and others. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that question itself was just, oh, feels a bit yuck. And then when we talked about um, the ownership piece as well, it's like, well, as Māori... We don't own a thing. What we do is we share a thing. We share the things. So in this context here, yeah, I really don't think it was the right question, but we really like, we, we, we battled through that, didn't we, John?
Yeah, yeah. No, we did. And 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 you challenged me as well, Hermione, because, um, you know, I think what I realised through all of those corridor that we had, and, you know, today as well, is that, you know, I, I see myself as, um, you know, um, reasonably well up to, sp you know, like I, I understand you know, a lot of the complex mm. history of Aotearoa mm. New Zealand, and I'm quite conscious of it, and, you know, um, uh, and that sort of thing. But I, I saw through our corridor actually how my own, you know, actually dominant Pākehā worldview was leading me to think about that question, yeah? And, you know, it was only through... I probably, you know... Had it not been Hermione for the corridor with Hermione, and I had just been asked that question on the street, I probably would have given that traditional answer that I opened this with, which was, well, it's the people who own the distributed assets, like you know, solar on their roofs, electric vehicles, batteries. You know, that's who's going to own energy in a democratised world. But actually, you know, there's a you know a much richer conversation to have about, um, you know how that worldview leads me to see that and well, actually can we do better? When, yeah? you, when you even talk about you know democracy from a te ao Māori perspective, we have tikanga. And tikanga mm. is, is, is the term that you know we commonly use. And what that means, tikanga is around the decision-making process. Um, so decision-making means that every voice from every hapu and every whānau is represented. And what it means for us then is... If there's a thing, there's a huge decision or even a small decision that needs to be made, we make it collectively and we make sure that everyone agrees with that before we move on. So, you know, that really polarises um, our way of being in terms of Western ideology and Western structures and frameworks because, you know, yes, we vote on a thing and we might pass some reforms or we might have some feedback, but we'll just still do the thing anyway. Whereas in Te Māori, you, the thing doesn't happen until it could take years and years and years and years. But to us, that what that's what democracy means. It's about mana, uh, and it's having that integrity and ensuring that every whānau voice is heard because it affects everyone because we're a collective people. So, you know, in this in this modern context, this partai to me. Yeah, a democracy as it stands equals majority, you know, in this particular context. So I think, yeah, maybe the question and the context need to be flipped or reversed or really like just smashed. I mean, that's what Lomo is supposed to do, right? We smash the status quo. Um, what is it equaled thus far? Not amazing things in terms of the energy space. Uh, it means that there are major gaps in terms of... Um, look at intergenerational wealth, or as the media likes to call it, the bank of mum and dad, you know what I mean? Uh, it's not what it is. It means that whānau are stuck in energy hardship. Um, yet we're investing all these billions of ideas in offshore wind farms, which are cool, but what about for that whānau that lives in a rural whare and can't afford to pay their bill? You know, what does that mean? So, yeah. I think um, I've, I've had the chance to be able to... Um, capture a podcast with Ezra Hedawani, um, the co-founder of uh, No Maira, and mm. a quote that stuck with me, uh, which adds on to your point there, um, Hermione, was um, 
if if someone's arm was bleeding, you stop the bleeding first, and then you then you figure out, okay, cool, how did how did that happen? How do we move away from that? How do we never you know put things in places so then that doesn't happen again? And I think that speaks into what you were talking about there, Hermione. It's it's good to um, have a have a long term plan, but also there's whānau out there that are um, you know they don't have those five year five years to to make it. You know that they need it this week, this month, or, or even just this year, they might not necessarily be here And mm-hmm. um, after the first year. You know, that right. that flow-on effect from, um, you know, unhealth living in um, wet and cold homes because mm-hmm. uh, they're in that um, energy hardship. And, you know, f- f- for them it's um, for them it's life-changing to be able to have the opportunity to, to live in a, a warm, uh, cosy home. They don't have to worry about that. They can then... Um, buy um, healthier food to then have a better quality of life. Um, so I, I think that sort of speaks into your corridor there. Um, and I, I love how um, even just the, the question, the Parthai itself has already, um, without even answering the Parthai, the Parthai itself has sparked such a conversation between um, you two um, within the space of five months where it, it, it took two months to be really nail out sort of where uh, both both you, you you two wanted to to go with mm-hmm. the, with the corridor together, um, but also um, acknowledging that, like you said, John, um, if if someone just asked you that that question on the street or whatever, you would have um, had a a view five five months ago that might not necessarily be the same view that you have now. Mm. Would that be correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I, I reckon, I reckon, you're not putting you on the spot, John. I'm totally putting you on the spot. I reckon oh, you go. should replay what your stock standard answer would have been before we met, we had the opportunity to dialogue and really learn and understand one another. Yeah. yeah. Are, you, what, are you asking me to replay uh, it now? I, I, yeah, no, what, like, if, if, let's rewind to five months ago. If someone asked yep. you, hey, John, what, what have you said? Yeah, well, I would have said ex- exactly that. You know, I mean, in a technical, it's a bit of a bit techno speak, but sort of, you know, it's the owners and operators of distributed energy resources like solar batteries and electric vehicles. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, I think I think I would have said though that um, you know just to so that I don't seem uh, you know like my you know, that I was at some sort of opposite end of a continuum, you know, I was along the way, is, you know, and this is where it probably, um, you know, gets into the work that our energy has done. You know, we're, we've always been very clear that we were about, um, you know, enabling people and communities to participate in the energy transition, yeah? So... It wasn't just about people, i.e. individuals, being able to transact their value of, you know, their their solar or their batteries or, you know, um, their electric, what the value they generate from their electric vehicle. Yeah, it was about, you know, we are about in trying to enable systems change and and think about how communities can participate in, in in, in the energy transition, yeah? Not just be asked for their thoughts, but actually participate, yeah? So, yeah, you did put me on the spot. Tonight, <laughs> and, um, you it's know, because of Aroha, you know, though, John. Now, now time to, you know, a bit of a, 
know, bit yeah. of applause or something. Yeah. Uh, no, you know what? Like even um, <clears throat> York, because I'm you're quite woke, right? You're you're woke. You are. I know you're like what? I'm shooketh, but you're quite woke. So even um, you know, for you, Crikey, to, you just, just half the audience just switched <laughs> the podcast off, right? Nah, now. they didn't. They're like they've tuned it up now, and they're going to rewind and listen to it again. <laughs> um, I think. Because you said you were on your continuum, right? And and you've been work, you've done been doing some awesome mahi, which I know you're going to talk about after. Um, doing some awesome mahi, you know, just to even for us to sit to have the opportunity to connect. This, which is what Luma has done for us. It's brought us together to connect to have this awesome, robust debate and discussion. And it turned into a real wānanga around what does it mean? Who does it involve? Who benefits from it? Who is disadvantaged from it? And then, you know, on the other on the other side, it's about what does aspiration look like? You know, how can we talk about, how can we bring in equity and how can we smash things that currently don't work for everyone and really redesign or design a, design a system that is equitable um, and works for more people um, and all people, you know. So it's been, it's been cool, super cool. Yeah, oh no, and look, that is 100%. You know, I, I say this, you know, quite a bit, you know, that the the electricity industry, the markets and systems we have today were, they were designed, and, and the people who were involved in designing them will readily admit this as well. They were designed looking backwards, you know. They were looking backwards at a world that had been, you know, and how things had been for 100, you know, 100 years and how the electricity industry had evolved, yeah? They weren't looking, you know, uh, 30, 40, 50 years forward. And and I think that's what our kaupapa and this corridor is doing, is actually saying, you know, look, that might have been fine, what we were doing, but actually it wasn't fine because of all the consequences that Hermione's and, and um, you know, people like Ezra have pointed out, yeah? And they're absolutely right. So it wasn't fine. And so the challenge for us in this, you know, if if energy is going to be democratized, and and look, I think it is. Yeah, all of those. I, I don't think that's it's untrue that that's going to happen, but it's about how we can imagine and you know, basically create and construct different models of that democratization. Yeah. Mm, I think as well. Um, it's going to get a bit dark, but. Years ago, back in the 50s, I think it was, I had Fanonga, including my grandfather, that was involved in the creation of the Tongarero Power Scheme. And at that time, there was a whole bunch of rangatira who were involved in those kōrero, what it might look like, who might be involved. And if they could see how our fair descendants have been put into power or energy hardship now, I think they would have really rethought um, those decisions back then. I mean, just to give a little bit of context, and there's still um, treaty claims that are going through around, you know, we're going to put a put a pole here on your land without your permission. Kilda, not even a kilda actually. Um, so your sacred tapu awa, your river, where you have birthing ceremonies, oh, we're going to dam that up too. Because so, you know, these are the types of effects that democracy has afforded my whanau. Um, so I think when we think about systems and redesigning and reimagining democracy in the space, 
that's how not to do it. <laughs> so I, I really know, you know, and I, I know there are so many, um, well, hopefully there are so others like you, John, who who understand that. More woke people, hopefully yeah. not. God, that was, you know. <laughs> well, not exactly like you, but oh, you yeah. know, you know. So, yeah, I think that's also a massive piece. So when we talk about um, technology, you know, we talk about um, emerging uh, disruptive technologies and technologies that are less harmful on our environment, that um, don't um, interrupt our, you know, biodiversity. These types of things, you know, technologies that are recyclable, uh, less harmful, can pe- be produced locally, that can be managed by Fano at that micro kind of level. So you don't have to have a big bank account to be able to get it fixed at some point. You can actually learn how to innovate and evolve a system that you have been in on the creation from the beginning, you know, and you have you have these partnerships and these relationships with you know, people who you trust, like our energy, who will work with you and you can work with. And there's so much uh, reciprocity in the learning space as well. So it's not just uh, a company coming in and going, oh, you know, we really want to empower, empower you, Fano, to have your own systems and have your own um, technologies. But we're just going to set it up, work with you and then walk away. And then when you need someone to come and fix it, give us a ring, you know, we'll come back. You know, we want we want to work with partners who will teach us how to do it and will empower us and will continue to have a relationship with us because that's what Māori, Māori worldview is about. That's what we're about. We're relational. We don't just cut off as a business. It's not transactional at all. So, yeah, I think when we talk about democracy and we talk about ownership, I think... The rephrase of the party really is is based around um, relationships that are about tetiti. Um But you know, before we step into that, uh, maybe I'll throw it back at, at the two of you. Um, I, I want to jump in there, and before we obviously um, re- reframe that uh, that question, um, I think the the. The wānanga that both you had around the the first question, uh, who owns energy in a democratised world, um, that in itself um, is, you know, those thought-provoking discussions and thought-provoking questions that then you can sort of um, meet. Like, obviously, like you said, Lumo has brought both you together to be able to discuss this and then um, come to a conclusion like, yeah, no, this isn't the right part. There there are so many, um, you know, there's so many things wrong with... With that part and it's amazing that um, yourself, John, you've um, like you said, your your first your first answer five five months ago is would be different to mm. to what it is now. And like that, um, I think Hermione said about hopefully there's some more more woke people out there. I don't know if that's possible, <laughs> um, but but like the conversation, hopefully this sparks um, s- switches that light for some listeners to be able to have that own conversation um, with with people that they feel safe to, to do so, like yeah. like you two have as well. And, and I think the... the yeah, and I, you know, I th- this, is, this is it. And I mean, we've talked a little bit about this, yeah? And, and to pick up, I mean, that woke word comes up a lot at the moment, yeah, in all sorts of spheres in the world. And it, you know, but actually, 
you know, I think what we're talking about, and look, if someone wants to label me woke for it or not, then that's fine. But, you know, actually the journey is about, you know, me actually as someone uh, who grew up Pākehā, you know, and I was told, you know, I was Pākehā and I accepted my identity as being Pākehā. But the next, the evolution that Hermione has been bringing me on and that I see I still need to do more of is actually, you know, who am I as Tangata Tiriti, yeah? Because that is what I should be identifying as, you know, and, 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 and relating myself against and measuring myself up against in, you know, in, in Aotearoa, New Zealand in, in, in the 21st century. You know, I think that is the, that is the benchmark. Yeah? It's, it's not about whether you feel comfortable being Pākehā or not. Yeah? That's, that was the 20th century problem, <laughs> in my view. Um, yeah, the, the challenge now is actually how do, you, yeah, how do we actually live up to the role and the responsibility, the obligations, and actually the benefits and opportunities from being tangata tiriti. Yeah, I mean that's that's sort of that's my kopapa that I've sort of grown through our you know conversations. Mm. If I if I could be the provocateur, so <clears throat> when we when we so about three months down the track, you know, we dissected um, that question as we smashed it. And we we landed on kind of the part high, which is more around, and this is how I'm going to word it, John, this is how <clears throat> I was thinking about how, it, to me, how it sounded and, and through our thoughts and caught it all. How can we enable a more equitable energy sector that champions te tiriti or waitangi? And I'm going to put some emphasis on te tiriti or waitangi and not the treaty, of Waitangi, um, and and you know whilst this is not a tetiriti upskilling corridor, um, just for some context for for those who 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 don't know but want to you know a, a bit oh I don't know I don't know if I want to jump I don't know if I want to learn about this it's a bit scary, so just to give a little bit of context so the te reo Māori version of the treaty you know is tetiriti or Waitangi. Which was signed the, the, by the one, by the way, that was signed by most people by yeah? over five hundred chiefs. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then you have yeah. the English version, the one, the one that if you were applying Western contract law, correct, to, would that, be that version would would be got regarded 39 as takers, not the other ones. Whanau, yeah? Thirty nine yeah, yeah, yeah. takers. Call call so me you know. woke or just call me a contract lawyer. <laughs> but, you know, either or, either or. There relaxed, you go. Yeah? There you go. I think you get to the same place. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So, you know, just in terms of that, uh, Fano, if you're going to go and do some research around this, you need to understand that context because, you know, back in back in the day, back in one million years ago, it's 1840, um, if you can imagine which one would have Māori signed if, if they knew the difference, well, it's obvious they signed the Māori version and it had all the things in it and we understood it and we were happy with it. So when you look at Article 2 of Tatiriti, you know, it speaks to sovereignty and self-determination um, of Māori having control over our own well-being, our own lives, our own whenua, our own resources. So, you know, I think... 
when we talk about um, equity and equitable systems from a Tetiriti-centric worldview, I think that is really the question. I think that's, and that's a huge part of it, but it's the right question. And I think it's the right question for us to call it a one and to sit down and one and debate and, you know, and rub, have that rub, eh, John, which is what we had. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, I actually was reflecting uh, last night, you know, around this. And, you know, as you know, you know, we've been involved, uh, our energy and, you know, a, a project or two that have been funded through the Renewable Energy on Māori Housing Fund through MB. And I was actually reflecting on some of the things I've heard from people around the motu about that fund over the last year or so. And, you know, there are there is a view sort of out there around why are we doing this? Why are we doing this for Māori homes only? You know, what what you know, what is that what is that about? You know, and there's this there's the again that that very unfortunate discourse, I think, around oh, we're we're giving Maori something that isn't af- available to others, or um, that. And I, I actually think you know, the to your point, Hermione earlier, you know, that if you understand the history, there's actually lots of energy infrastructure, mm. and when I say infrastructure, not just the hard concrete slab stuff and big power station stuff but the energy the social energy infrastructure mm-hmm. that has been taken away from um tangata whenua yeah like that that's demonstrably true mm-hmm. yeah the story you tell of um your whanau uh, uh, you know in Maranui and, and the tongariro power station and that sort of thing is a demonstrable clear example of that you know, the, how that has developed and, and the reforms are a clear example of that happening. So, yeah, look, I, um, I, I end up to, in, a, in this situation of saying, yeah, I mean, energy democracy has to mean, if we want that, we have to restore assets and infrastructure to communities, yeah, that were and have been worst affected. Yeah. Mm, yeah, and I totally call that. And and I think for uh, from our Fano sort of perspective of what we're trying to achieve, is that we want to be able to make our own decisions on our own whenua, um, and to have autonomy around kind of what energy sources we want to develop and to research and to prototype, um, and then to you know further develop and um, further innovate on. And to do that, you know, it's a it's a massive thing. It's a massive thing. But um, yeah, I really think by empowering Maori to be a, to have autonomy over energy production or in, energy distribution or energy generation on Fenua Maori. So just just for everyone to not kind of get upset about it, this is land that is owned by Maori trusts or land that are owned by Fano Maori which, you know, is about 6% of whenua throughout the motu. And, and a lot of that whenua, you know, of course, we, we didn't... We got left with a lot of um, land that was is very inaccessible. It's very... You can't grow things on it. 
but um, there are lots of opportunities to look at, you know, wind and to look at solar and to look at hydro. And there's so many things for us to look at. So because we have such a complex um, system around Māori land and multiple shareholders, that's already another barrier that we have to kind of wade through to try and get to that space of, cool, we have, can all sit at a table and now we can kind of look at things that we want to do. So again, around that self-determination, around um, energy, power sovereignty, you know, and it's a double, it's a play on words too, power sovereignty. That's what we want to do. So, <clears throat> yeah, when people talk about separatists, like you're talking about separatism, that's a real cop-out. And it's like, you need to go do some, uh, understand history. Like, this is not a thing that we throw at you to kind of tell you to back off. It's facts. It is not fake news. Go and have a look. So, yeah, total of that is, it's not about separatism. So, if you hear that kind of those words, just put a kibosh on it and or maybe just ask, so why is it? You know, why do you think it's separate? What is your understanding of tetidity? You know, yeah, historic context. Well, and, and actually I think the answer to that that I've come to, I think, Hermione, is that, you know, again, it's going back to this very Western frame of reference that the dominant culture takes to this in Aotearoa, New Zealand, yeah, which is... You know, it, the irony is that, you know, from a Western perspective, we've spent the best part of three, four centuries dividing up the world into little parcels of things that we, we think we identify. Yeah, it, it's actually not in the indigenous, you know, uh, Tangata Māori who are doing the dividing. Yeah, actually, they're trying to... They're, tr they're trying to go the other way. <laughs> they're trying to get the unity back. The Modi order. Modi order. So I, I jump in, and um, the question that uh, people out there um, listening can sort of wānanga, uh, wānanga um, around, um, instead of that first question that we did ask, um, is what does energy look like in a Tiriti Aotearoa? And... Um, the same way that I think John and Hermione have, um, you know, uh, we, we come back to that, that the conversation or discussions where you guys are rubbing rubbing against each other, um, that there and um, the, the byproduct of that is um, us having this podcast and really delving deeper into how many layers there are really to that question. And, and it's not such a simple question as what we uh, first, first thought at the start. Um, mm -hmm. And like Hermione said, we've smashed that question out of there. Um, yeah, so, I mean, look, for me, and I think, you know, Hermione, you will have your view as well, and I think we're sort of, you know, reasonably aligned on this now, but it's, you know, I, I think a Tiriti-centric Aotearoa looks like a place where, you know, where we do s enable and support Māori, um, you know, or, you know, should I, you know, again... This is, this is probably going back to my previous point. It, it's it's not Maori because that's that's a that's a race or an ethnicity like Pakia is. Yeah, it's actually about supporting Tangata Whenua um, to move towards autonomy and self determination because that is what Tiriti Tiriti said would happen. Yeah, and and it demonstrably hasn't happened. Yeah, so. You know, I, I think if you if you move to that that view, you know, if you're going to put Tiriti 
in the centre of Aotearoa, New Zealand, then that's what it looks like. Yeah, that is what it looks like. You know, you know I don't think you can arrive at any other <laughs> conclusion, actually. Um, yeah. Mm, and I think when we talked about it, you know, we landed on... We asked ourselves that question, like, what would what would energy look like in an Aotearoa context with a Tatiriti-centric view? And we talked about... Uh, we came up with the... The metaphor of a wakahaurua, so a double-hulled waka, a waka that we, one side would have tangata tiriti on, the other side would have tangata whenua. And it meant that we were both rowing the same waka the same way, right? Um, and we've got to make sure it goes the right way. So it has to go towards, you know, decarbonisation, low emissions, da 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 all of those things, yes. And we talked about, okay, so... Does that mean it's a like for like? It's like, well, no, not necessarily. So it means that Tangata Tiriti would have however they wanted it set up, Kitipite. And then from a Te Māori perspective, ours would might look completely different because it's based on our worldview. So we might not have a prime minister or a president or a CEO. You know, we might not have a COO or a CIO or a CFO or a UFO. We won't have these things. You know, we would have whānau voices. Uh, we would have representation in hapū and marae. So, yes, while it might be a bit tricky to kind of have a like-for-like, like, what we would do, be doing um, regardless is going the same way. So it would be both empowering one another. And so that was kind. That was a metaphor that we, we came up with, and we were really excited about it um, to make... Because we wanted a visual... When it was originally a an in-person event, we wanted to demonstrate to you know to have a, a visual to show everyone how it might look to really start to um, rub those creative juices of of people's brains and to really think about okay, so what does this mean for for my business? You know how how would I engage with Maori? I don't I don't I don't know any Maoris. Um, who do I, t- I know one Māori, would they answer for all those Māoris over there? It's like, cold here. And I think that's where the relationships are super important. Um, and John has John has some pretty cool relationships with Māori, not just me, I'd like to say, um, but others. I don't we know if will you, include you. I don't You're know if you want to talk list. about You're that. You're on the list. <laughs> I don't know if you want to um, talk a little bit about that, though, Ihoa. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, because I suppose it does, you know, it gels with that question of a, you know, a, a Tiriti-centric Aotearoa and, you know, what does energy look like in that in that, in that that world? Um, and, yeah, I think, um, you know, I can, it's a bit messy, but we'll, we'll get there and I can talk about a, a project that we're involved with, with a you know, a community um, up in the Ruru Valley in Manawatu. And the project, again, funded through that Renewable Energy on Māori Housing Fund that I mentioned earlier with um, MB, and called Kia Fittinga. And, you know, I think that's up and running now. Um, and, um, you know, we've got this example of um, several marae um, who've had solar installed and actually sharing the power that's being generated from those marae with whare in the same local area. And, you know, it's quite interesting. What I think has been even been interesting just in the last 
month or two since we've been actually operational with that scheme is actually when we were talking about it with the community, it, it, was, it all seemed quite theoretical and, you know, quite abstract to them, yeah, because they didn't really understand how it could work or, or whatever. But now we've got it operational and they, the engagement is, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite cool to see, yeah. And we've even got a, a situation where, you know, the marae are obviously sharing a bunch of the power that they generate with the whare whānau, but, um, you know, we've developed a particular solution with the community where, you know, um, some of the power actually gets sold onto the market and um, goes into what we call a community pool to be redistributed to the community at a later date, yeah? Um, you know, to the ones, you know, the, the people in need, yeah? Which is how, you know, I, I think that's my understanding of how community should and would work. And and, and I guess Tiriti-centric Aotearoa, I'd, yeah, I'd like to think more of those projects happen, yeah? And actually, that they don't have to be funded by <laughs> by by a public agency. I think they will have to be for some time, but you know, to get people to get these communities in the door to get them started, um, that's necessary. But you know, there's actually a business case for avoided energy hardship. You know, by putting energy assets back into these communities and allowing them sovereignty over what they do with them and to partner with others in order to deliver those benefits. Um, that's, you know, I think that's what a Tiriti-centric you know, Aotearoa looks like and energy looks like in that world. Yeah, More of that, please. Yes, please. Kia ora. I'll talk all that. I think your point around uh, returning assets to communities and your understanding and sense of that term community is exactly the same as ours. You know, it's a, exactly the same. It's about ensuring that every whanau, um, every whanau, not just whanau Māori, like every whanau that lives next to us um, has what they need to thrive. And, and yes, that is a term that is often used in the wrong context. But in this term, this is what energy and electricity can do. Right, it can enable Fano to not have to worry about that bill, not have to worry about can I boil the jug now, can I cook dinner for the kids now, can I give them a hot bath now, or do I have to wait until off-peak hours? You know, that's from a practical level. That's what it looks like. It looks like is my fuddy warm enough? Can I heat it, or do I have to turn the heater off in in minus two degrees because we can't afford to pay the bill? That's what it looks like. So. Your sense of community is exactly that. And I fully total, 150% total for the return of assets to communities and to whānau. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and look, that that actually shouldn't, that, yeah, the, the, key, the key to that, I think, Hermione, is that doesn't need to just be a, um, a, a, a Māori thing. You know, we should, as an electricity industry, we should be thinking about that, you know, about the future of the energy industry, about how that actually it will be good if assets are 
are back in the hands of communities. And just because they're, yeah, look, there's some issues that have to be sorted out about, you know, when you've got too much rooftop solar and things in specific places, but actually this can provide huge benefits to the, to the wider electricity system and industry. And, and the challenge is figuring out how you do how you do that, yeah. Um, mm. And, and yeah. let's let's I think that segues into let's talk about resilience. Um, sure. Just last year, um, the power went out for parts of Aotearoa uh, for reasons, and why? Because we don't have enough localized um, energy. So, right there, by gifting the assets back to communities. We create resilient communities. You know, we create uh, communities that can are agile, that can adapt, and who can survive pandemics. You know, who can who can survive power outages. This is not rocket science, but it's not. You know, it's not going to make uh, companies rich. <laughs> but what it is going to do, it's going to make families rich, children's rich. The environment rich, and that's where we should be and moving. Community, sliding, community rich. rich. Yeah. We should be sliding the focus over. So, yeah, good, very good points, John. Yeah, I mean, and I think you know that's that's this is it. The yeah, that you know, for if we think about what our energy systems and markets do today, and you talked about that this might not be good for companies and things. That this mm-hmm. transition might not mm-hmm. be good for companies. Big companies, and things. Mm-hmm. but the the reality is that you know we do prioritise the individual over the collective mm. at the moment in the way we've designed our electricity markets and systems. We do prioritise big power stations and their owners, mm-hmm. and, you know, and the large companies over small producers and prosumers and people and communities. You know, we've made those quite deliberate decisions to. To prioritise certain groups over another, so you know, and we 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 almost we almost pit them against each other, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think the challenge really is is about how you how you get all those pieces of the puzzle, you know, working together, yeah. Mm-hmm. The communities actually working, you know, having energy in their own hands, which works for them. But also in a way that works for the you know the system, so that you know that that yeah that people aren't left without yeah. Mm-hmm. That, and and can and can we also get some diversity into the industry, please? Uh, I, because you know you talked about um, Ezra and uh, No himself and Ben, and you know they are champions of this co-papa. Around and they're the only Maori energy, Kopapa Maori energy company, and it and they did it. They had to fight tooth and nail. It's been heartbreaking, but now look, amazing, and just the give back to the community. You know, I, I always remember it sticks in my mind. Um, them saying that energy is not a privilege; it's a, it's a right. You know, it shouldn't be a privilege. So, and I think that's what diversity will bring to this as well. So I think also aside from assets back, um, resilience, diversity would be choice. Just that would be mint. So can we add that onto the onto the list, please, Fano? Kia ora. Uh, Total that. And yeah, like, I mean, it is, it's about, 
Yeah, it is about how we can get these collectives and uh, communities, uh, you know, um, of energy, you know, the, the, that are going to own, increasingly own and operate these energy assets, how we get them into the system, you know, to, to benefit them, yeah? To benefit them first and then the system overall. Well, um, ngā mihi kōrua. Um, I feel very privileged to be able to um, listen to the corridor between you two, um, be here while you wānanga the, the, the new question and also um, see the byproduct of you wānanga over the, the first the first question. It's been um, you know en enlightening for me and hopefully been enlightening for some of the listeners out there to um, you know ask your ask yourself that first question and then try and get to the point where you can answer the, the second question and sort of your role. That, that you can play um, in, in this massive question of, um, you know, so ngā mihi kōrua, and thank you very much for your your time um, and your your, your modi. Um, it's it's been amazing. Oh, thanks, Nick, for supporting us and allowing us to, and I think you know to the Energy Academy team as well. Yeah, for allowing us to you know. Hopefully, bring this kōrero and kaupapa to a to a wider audience around Aotearoa. Uh, very cool. All right, kapai tautoko ano. Also, we wanted to put out John and I. We we debated this, and we wanted to put out an offering out into the universe into Aotearoa. And we talked about you know we kind of we reflected on our journey together and our time together. And how could we and get others to benefit from similar relationships, and what might that look like? Um, and how can we teach and learn from one another? Like we've had the like privilege to be have been able to do. So John and I um, will be putting out something later on, where we we are going to be co-founding a platform for Fano to connect. And it's not one of these flash things. It's more around collaboration. And it's around systems thinking, and it's around co-design, so participatory design. So John and I want to put some. We're going to put something together. So watch this space, and um, yeah. So we're going to work with uh, Briar and and the team to kind of put it out for Fano. So if you're a, a, a business who don't have a lot of exposure to to Maori communities. Um, this is an opportunity to learn a bit more and to get involved, but in a way that is respectful and mindful and will create lasting relationships that have integrity. So that's what we're going to do. We're putting an offering out into the universe and uh, into tell into tell Pakia, tell Maori, into you know, into Aotearoa for everyone to come on this on this wakahodua with us. We're super excited. So. Just dropping that little note there. Um, and, you know, I think what I'd, I'd really love to end this kōrero on is around what the future looks like and what, what it feels like, what it smells like, what we dream it to be. And for my whānau, my hapu, it looks like having connectedness with one another, being connected to our whenua, being able to make decisions around how we generate energy that is aligned to kaitiakitanga, 
that is aligned to our values of manaakitanga, that we get to share with whānau and the wider hapuri, and it connects us to one another. Um, so while that sounds a bit, a little bit, uh, it's not very specific, Hermione. Um, it, it is an aspiration. You know, we do, we've, we do have the detail. We've kind of master planned it out, but the aspiration is, is, is our dream, and that's kind of, that's what I wanted to leave that on, where we have, we can do what we want on our own whenua, basically, and then also work with our community and share it with our community. That's what I'd love to do. So I can move out of Auckland and go back to my papakainga down in the city of Taumaranui. That's, this is the dream. Um, but to be still connected to woke peeps like my mate John and to others who will be coming on this wakahaurua um, journey with us to learn how to connect and forge these partnerships and meaningful relationships with Māori and our communities. So, yeah, I just wanted to leave that there. And, oh, yeah, ngā mihi kia Nick. You've been awesome. It's been super cool. Um, and to my mate John, well, you know, this is not the end. <laughs> Relationships do not stop. They just go. They just keep going and they transform. So I thought this was a one-off transaction back in October <laughs> and it's, yeah. That was now you five papa months papa. ago, Ihoa. How does that ago. work? You know, like, um... <laughs> awesome. Kia ora. Uh, kia ora Keep an eye out for our other Lumo podcasts exploring the big ideas facing energy. We have an esteemed lineup of speakers from across energy, tech, law, humanities and more, challenging the status quo in service of positive energy future for Aotearoa. Go to energyacademy.co.nz forward slash Lumo for more or check us out on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn.